Hello, everyone. Welcome to the first ever CV Wiffleball Last Licks podcast. I am your host, Alex, and today I'm joined by Lucas. How are you doing, Lucas? Good. Thanks for having me. So today we're going to be talking about how the league all started, and we might be talking about some winter league ideas and behind-the-scenes stuff. So let's get right into it. So, Lucas, um, first explain how we all, uh, both of us, came up with the idea of starting a wiffle ball league in your backyard. All right, so this all started back in 2018. We were bored in the summer, and we thought about, hey, we should play wiffle ball and put it on YouTube. So we thought about it, and we agreed on it, and we just set up an iPhone in my backyard and just played wiffle ball horrible editing. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, those were some good times, you know. We were inspired by several other wiffle ball leagues. MLW, wiffle ball, Como Blitz ball, you know, all of those. So, um, we only played, what, like five games in 2018? Yeah, five. But, um, then came 2019. So, yeah, um, going into that, uh, 2019 season, uh, we basically forgot about the league, um, over the off season, but you know we remembered it. So we started the 2019 season games one and two and three. We're just me and Lucas. But uh, one day at school, we were sitting about the lunch table uh, talking about wiffle ball, and Ryan, both of our good friends, came over to us and asked us about if he wanted to join the league, and uh, we thought it was a great idea. So you know he'd start playing some games with us. Me and me and Ryan played three game series games four five and six in 2019 and then he would eventually you know just kind of mold into the league as a normal player and then um the end of 2019 it was just me ryan and lucas so you know three people in a wiffle ball league just really wasn't enough for us so so lucas explain what we did in the 2019 to 2020 season so eventually we brought in Anthony and Diego, so there was five of us. It was still 1v1 back then, so we were all just playing each other. And then just all five of us automatically made the playoffs, and then we just played on for them. But COVID happened, so we weren't able to play a championship, so we ended up splitting it. And then we thought that we should bring it back for 2020. We're still doing playoffs, but then... COVID came, and then we are like, what are we going to do? So we decided to split the championship. And then we had the idea of making it into more of a, an official league with teams. So we brought Nolan along, and then there came the Wallabies, the Seals, and the Cougars, and decided we should be like a 2v2 type of play. And, yeah, that's where we are today, and we hope on we hope to add more teams and more players one day. So, yeah, we uh, went to that 2020 season. Uh, spring training, you know, it was a little rough because we were able to play the first game. And then the second game and third games, we actually got kicked off the field. Um, I don't know if we actually oh, yeah. said that or not. We, yeah, we never we, said that. Yeah, we got kicked off the field. So, you know, we were, we were all going home, you know, just deflated because we thought we were pretty much never going to be able to play again. But then June came along 
and then, you know, they kind of let loose a little bit, and we ended up being able to play on the park field a little bit. So, we played the opening day series, and game two and game three, and game four, actually. Four, we played four series at the park, uh, but three of them. Only, only opening day was where the Little League fence was still up, so we would use the Little League fence, but... You know, then I had the idea, you know, we were going to settle with cones, but, you know, that just didn't bring the same feel as an actual fence. So, we went over to Ace's Hardware Store, and I picked up some, a garden fence, and just some little stakes for the fence. And, so if you guys ever want to get fence, just, uh, garden fence, stakes, pretty simple, and then just weave the stakes through the garden fence. But anyways, uh, we would use that for series 2, 3, and 4. But then came Ryan's idea. You know, we were kind of sick of the kind of, you know, the grass was kind of dead at the park. And, uh, you know, the monster was pretty cool, but, you know, dead grass just didn't give that good wiffle ball vibe. So, Ryan showed us the location that he wanted to play on. And at first we thought it was a little too small, but as we inspected it more, it was perfect. So, we would end up playing the rest of the season on that field, and it was just great. It gave a perfect wiffle ball vibe. You know, it was just great to be out there with everyone. And the trees behind the fence made it pretty cool too. Uh, Lucas, how did you feel about that field? Well, at first I was a little skeptical about it because I like playing at the park. But then I thought about it and we all agreed that we would move down there once I actually went down there to see. Because at first I was confused. But you guys kind of convinced me, sort of. Then, yeah, that's how it all started, pretty much. So, before we played on there, um, the fence we were using... You know, it seemed a little weird because you couldn't really see it on camera. So we bought some yellow tape and then I took like an hour just putting it all over the top of the fence. I mean, it was definitely worth it because the fence looked beautiful. And so coming into all those uh, series we played, it really made us look like a good organized wiffle ball league. And, um, you know, that's how the 2020 season was pretty much all summed up. So, um... We all actually, uh, maybe about midway through the season, we all thought it would be a good idea to have a winter league. So, this was the amazing benefits of winter leagues in California. Number one, it didn't snow. Number two, it wasn't freezing outside. And number three... The parks stayed open, and there were really no sports going on, so it was perfect to just get out there and, you know, just play Winter League. So, um, me and Ryan, we were going, uh, we, we originally really wanted to play on the field that we always played on, but when we went there, the only bad thing was it was super wet. Like, I mean, they watered it way too much, I feel like. And especially when it rained, you know, it was just way too muddy. The mound just gets ruined. And so, you know, we thought, why not? Let's just go back up to the park. And, you know, we found a little, nice little curved spot to do it. So, um, 
we're gonna try to get get that to you guys in the in the probably winter break around January, December, January, around there near Christmas time. So we'll see how it goes. So Lucas, tell tell all the fans about the what the winter season is gonna be like. So it's basically like the traditional summer version, except it's just gonna be a shorter season, but everything else will stay the same, same teams. Um not as big of a deal, but it's just for fun. But it should be a fun time. Yep. You know, this probably isn't as important as the normal season, but it's still going to be just super fun to get out there with everyone and uh, play some wiffle ball. So yeah. we're looking forward to bring that to you guys. All right, so um, now we're going to talk to you guys about behind the scenes uh, before the games of CB Wiffleball. So the first thing that we do when we get to the field is that we would pretty much just Ryan uh we would set up the strike zone first thing. Set it right on the ground, set up the bow net right behind it, and then Ryan claims he's really good at lining things up. So he would he would stand right on home plate and put two arms out making kind of like a triangle and so I would follow those arms and make the base paths so I would put the bases down and then we would put the fence up so you know the fence took a long time we're not just like any kind of you know we're not like MLW we can't just leave the fence there because you know we don't really own it so you know we would stake it we would just kind of push it right into the ground and, you know, some days it actually worked really well. If you look back on, like, Series 12, I think it worked really well. But, you know, after, I mean, we kind of think it works better when it's cloudy for some reason. But when it gets sunny, it kind of droops a little bit. And uh, Yeah, that fence has caused some real chaos, not going to lie. Yeah, you know, but sometimes it is just glorious. So we hope to continue that next year. So what did we do after setting up the fence and the bases? Um, cameras. So we have either two or three cameras. We have the main one behind home plate. And then the second one, Alex has to climb up a fence. And then he just mounts the GoPro up there and we hope it doesn't fall down and break. <laughs> but luckily that hasn't happened yet. And then the third one's usually just on a post. Either that or it's in the outfield. Yeah, so um, in the regular season and the semifinal, we had the one that Lucas just mentioned. I climbed up the fence. You know, I trust that tripod. It's pretty sturdy. I also, I would, I would like, I would have to get a portable charger and somehow like make it to be stable on the fence. So that was kind of like, I think actually one time. So uh, that fence, it's like, it's uh, on the other side is a basketball court and they literally took the rims off the basketball hoops because like they don't want us to play basketball and one time the portable charger straight up just fell in there and we would have to have like you know one of those key things that you put it up to the fence and it would beep and it would let you in but yeah one time the portable charger fell in there so I would always climb over the fence because no one else wanted to do it I would climb over the fence and just and if and sometimes balls would get in there too. I'd climb over the fence and just throw the balls over. 
But yeah, that was kind of a pain if that did happen. Luckily, me and Ryan are kind of tall, so sometimes we're just able to reach under the fence and get balls. But other than that, it was pretty painful to have to go in there and send poor Alex over the fence. And right. We, we've been yelled at a couple times, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> One time, there were, there were like people playing tennis, and we're like, hey, no. They're like, oh, we're just getting balls. And they're like, oh, okay. So yeah, I was kind of I still, funny. I still don't like those guys. <laughs> Dude, they're evil. <laughs> they just think we're some troublemakers, I guess. Anyways, um, regular season in the semifinal, we would have that one on the fence. And then we would put one in the outfield. Now, the thing about this one is we needed a big tripod so it could stand on the grass. And Nolan, like, Nolan came in clutch. He, like, he found one in the back of his closet. And it's pretty, it's pretty broken, not gonna lie. But, hey, a tripod's a tripod, and it works. So, you know, it's kind of a pain to put that, put that over there. You know, sometimes it just straight up breaks, and I have to put it back together. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, you know, just glad to have a tripod. Literally, sometimes, like, the, the little piece going up and down would just slide off and fall on the ground. And it was heck of funny every time it happened, even though it was annoying. So, yeah, um, those were the cameras we had in the semifinal. And then in the World Series, uh, there have been, like, so many controversial foul ball calls. Um, it's tough. Yeah, it was really hard to call those, you know. You know, it's always the players think the other way, you know. But, so we decided for the World Series that we would put just, I think I put, it was Ryan's, or my phone. I just put my phone right on this little post on the fence, and it would be lined up perpendicular to the foul line, so we could actually see if a ball was fair or foul. And... Luckily enough, during the World Series, it actually came in handy, and we could definitely tell if a ball was fair or foul. So those were the three other camera angles that we used. Alright guys, so we also have a lot of off-season videos coming to you guys. You know, we're not going to tell you yet. It's going to be a surprise, but, you know, a lot of other things that aren't related to wiffle ball. You know, baseball, maybe some, like, other stuff, other sports, something like that. But yeah, those are going to be pretty exciting, so stay tuned for that. Yeah, so for our bats, um, we actually made them custom-made. So, I mean, obviously we'd get the original wiffle ball bat first. Um, but, you know, what I did is I would get some duct tape. I would buy different colors and stuff. And I would wrap it around the barrel so, you know, get some pop off it. But this was the huge... Oh, yeah, also I added some bat grip you know some lizard skin but this was the huge thing that really made us like hit bombs and you guys can try this if you ever want to but if you put a piece of duct tape or anything else that will cover it there's gonna be a little hole on the knob of the wiffle ball bat if you cover that up you'll hit bombs so you know maybe it's cheating a little bit but um you know if you guys wanted to play some custom wiffle ball like we do, that would be pretty fun. But, you know, I think other, you know, original wiffle ball leagues would just do without the tape. But we find it really fun uh, with the tape. You know, we can hit a lot of bombs and stuff. So, 
Lucas, talk about like how when I made those bats for the Wallabies and the Seals, how you guys just went off. Yeah, so the first time we got those bats, I was like, where did this come from? Like, I thought we were always going to stick with the yellow bat, and we were just going to do – how can I say this in a nice way? Not hit home runs. So when we got the bats, um, I forgot it was like mid-season or something. We just started popping off like we either hit a home run or struck out in that sort of way and like just really helped us improve and may have helped us get the one seed, but I'm not going to talk about that. Yeah, um, you know, those bats were definitely a real resurgence to the league and, uh, you know, it just made it such a fun atmosphere. Remember? Remember how many home runs Diego had? Diego had 34 home runs in that season. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, Diego just Diego just hits bombs naturally. I think we all know that. Don't I throw a slider to him. And, and I just go, I'm just, like, going for average and not hitting any home runs in the corner. I mean, at the beginning of the season, you were hitting bombs opening day. You had, like, what, eight home runs in the opening day series? And yeah. you ended with, like, 19 or something. So, you know, but... Average in power. Yeah, Silver Slugger, you know, right here. Silver Slugger and MVP on the same team. Yeah, so, um, you know, present day, here we are. Um, you know, 100-plus subscribers. I think, like, 122 right now or something. But, yeah, we're hoping to grow more. You know, we were just recently ranked the 10th best wiffle ball league um, in the world. And the first in uh, California. Now, I know there aren't a lot in California, but, you know, I'm just just happy to be the, the best in California. It's really a great honor. You know, um, Lucas, what kind of fulfillment do you feel from this? Well, I'm just happy what we've, from where we start from just playing in the backyard, and then we've really come a long way. So thank you, guys and girls, for supporting us along the way. That's all I have to say. Okay, guys, that is going to do it for this podcast. Um, let us know if you enjoyed. There will be more coming soon, so stay tuned. Like, subscribe, follow us on Instagram. We're out. See ya.